Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Oh, how's it going, everybody? Here's what's happening in the NHL tonight. Early in the second period, Maple Leafs lead the Flyers one zip after the first. Wild up one nothing on the Canadians. Early in the second period, no score. Detroit and Tampa Bay, no score. Jets and the Rangers halfway through the first, no score. Panthers and Islanders just getting underway. Nashville and Calgary along with the Bruins and the Blues. Now, later and of note, The Canucks will play the Senators, and the Kings will play the Ducks. You know the situation for the Edmonton Oilers. Things have been going quite well lately, 14-3-2 in their last 19 games. And in a couple of minutes, we're going to get to a conversation I had with Mike Smith, who has been outstanding in the Oilers' net lately. But the reason I'm singling out those two games that do start a little bit later on is because the Canucks and the Kings are two of the teams that the Oilers are trying to, uh, I won't say eliminate, because one of them might make the playoffs, but uh, stay ahead of to clinch a playoff spot. And the Oilers are getting really, really close. You can sense it. Your playoff spidey senses are tingling. At least I hope they are. And if if it's not your spidey senses that are tingling, you may need to see a doctor. But that's perhaps a conversation for another day. So here's the Oilers' magic number for each team that they're trying to ward off. It is seven against Los Angeles. It is five against Vancouver, and it is four against Vegas. Now, of course, the Oilers do not have to finish ahead of all of those teams. If they finish ahead of two of them, then they will be at least third in the Pacific Division. Obviously, they're looking very good to finish second, but that is any combination of points that the Oilers get and those teams don't get that ensure that the Oilers will finish ahead of them at the end of the season. So right now, the Oilers have almost made it it sure that Vegas won't finish ahead of them, and they're really close with Vancouver, and they're pretty darn close with L.A. as well. As we say in the business, the Oilers control their own destiny. If they just keep winning, it doesn't matter what these other teams do, but it'll speed up the process if they drop some points along the way. So if you're an Oilers fan, and I'm going to make the wild assumption that you are, then you want the Canucks to lose in regulation time to Ottawa and you want the Kings to lose in regulation time to the Ducks. Now, here's the problem with the Vancouver Canucks. Those stinkers won't lose a game. They just won't drop out of it. They have won six straight. They still have a shot at the postseason, though it is a long shot, though it gets a little better if they win tonight and L.A. loses and they still play L.A. before the end of the season. But Vancouver, very impressive lately. Really very impressive under Bruce Boudreaux ever since he took over as head coach. And we'll dive into that a little further with John Garrett, the uh, Canucks analyst who's going to check in between 7.30 and 8 tonight just before broadcasting that game. And the Canucks have been an incredible, incredible story. An incredible story for your Edmonton Oilers. From an individual standpoint is Mike Smith. Hurt back in the third game of the season. Finally came back around Christmas. 
didn't play great. Team wasn't playing great and uh, got injured again. And, you know, never really looked like he was going to recapture his form that we'd seen him have. uh, Well, I mean, he's been a pretty good goalie much of his career. And we all talked about it. Do they got to bring Skinner up? Do they got to make a trade? What's going to happen with Smith next year? Is this contract going to be, you know, an albatross for the Oilers? All that stuff. Well, incredibly positive returns lately. In his last nine starts, he's 8-1-1. Even if you throw in the uh, game in Calgary, the Oilers lost 9-5. He didn't start that game. He took the loss. Even if you say, well, give him his last 10 decisions, he's still 8-1-1 in his last 10 decisions. He has back-to-back shutouts. He has not allowed a goal in exactly 133 minutes. By the way, the team record is 192 minutes and 53 seconds. Almost exactly 60 minutes more than Smith. And that was Tommy Sello back in March of 2001. So if Smith did get a third straight shutout, he would set a new team record by seven seconds for most consecutive shutout streak. That would be cool if that happened tomorrow against the Dallas Stars. And that, of course, is Furnace Family Oilers Hockey. We're going to sign on with the face-off show at 5. It's a little earlier than most games on the weekdays. It's a 5 o'clock face-off show with the game at 6.30, and we'll get more perspective on how the uh, Dallas Stars have been doing later on in the show as well. So that's the situation for Smith. Looking really, really good lately. He was the NHL's third star of the week. And after practice today at Rogers Place, I sat down with Mike Smith. All right, Mike, I'm going to start here. What do you remember about March 29th, March 31st, and April 3rd, 2012? It's uh, a good question. Probably playoff games. In not, not quite. Just before Almost the going into playoffs? Yeah. Arizona? Um. I don't remember the exact dates. I'm terrible. I've got a terrible memory, but uh, I'm assuming that we won those games leading up to uh, going to the playoffs because we caught a, caught a kind of a heater at the end there and then ended up being in first place and playing Chicago in the first round. And you had three consecutive shutouts, back to back to back. I, I didn't even recall that, but uh, now that you bring it up, maybe it comes back to mind. But, uh, yeah, it's a, quite a long time ago. Well, see, this is always interesting because I think the fans and the media remember the stats more than the players sometimes. 38 saves, 44 saves, 54 against Columbus. I remember that game. Yeah, that was uh, that was a busy one for sure. But uh, like you know, that was a, that was a great year. That was a turning point uh, kind of season for my career. And and uh, you know, I've said it all along that you want to be playing your best hockey at, at this time of the season. And that was my first kind of taste of. Uh, you know, being the guy and and uh, get an opportunity to play a lot and and having a you know a great bunch of guys to play with and behind and and uh, going on a, on a great run that year and and gained a lot of experience from that uh, obviously from those those games and playing important games in important times of year and and uh, totally had forgot that there was three in a row but uh, um, obviously like I said that ten years ago now so it's. Uh, when you remind me, it comes back to mind. But uh, when you're when you're in the midst of you know a new season, you, you kind of forget what's going on in the past. I hear you. Uh, do you save the pucks from your shutouts or any milestones like that? I do, but I think my kids ended up using them as uh, on the outdoor rink, and I'm not sure um, they could be buried in the snow somewhere. But um, yeah, it's always been something you always collect them and stash them somewhere. I think I have a bunch of them, but uh, it's always you know commemorative to to try and grab the puck after a shutout. 
Okay. Uh, speaking of your kids, I think at least one of them was on the DCA on, on Saturday uh, before the skate. Was that one of your boys? Yeah, I think Saturday, a couple of my older, my older two boys were out there, and then yesterday my younger boy got to come out and get on the ice before. So it's nice to be able to share the moments with him, obviously. Kind of t maybe take that for granted a little bit as a dad, and and maybe they don't get in as much as you'd probably you know like to, but... As much as you can, you like to get them around the guys and, and in the locker room and, and uh, you know, on the ice whenever you can get the opportunity to do that. I know obviously you're very busy during the season, but I'm sure you get to go some of their practices and games. What kind of a hockey dad are you? Yeah, I mean, uh, it depends on kind of what they're up to, but uh, um, it's, a, it's a definitely a fun age. You know, I have a 10-year-old and, and nine who are on the same team for spring hockey and then a 7-year-old who's playing also. So it's definitely... Uh, you know, definitely busy for mom when I'm not in town, but uh, obviously you get a few days here at home. It's nice to be able to get to the rink and and to, uh, you know, see your kids play and skate and uh, enjoy it as much as you do, you know. So it's obviously, uh, you know, I, I remember being a young kid and, and seeing older guys bringing their kids to the rink and getting to practice and stuff. And it, it is uh, it, it is so nice to be able to share those experiences with your, uh, with your own children. So, um, like I said, fortunate they can be around and I'm able to get some practices and some games and give them my two cents well and I've had some athletes tell me over the years when they've become a mother or a father they say you know obviously they they want to share that like you're saying but they also have thought man I know about all the trials and tribulations and pitfalls of being heavily invested in a in a sport as well like have you just thought always like yeah like just get into hockey or try other sports what's your approach been there no i'm i'm a, a huge proponent to to try everything you know and i i can remember being a kid and my dad and mom putting me in soccer and and i played ball competitively till i was about 17 and and uh it was softball but it was very competitive high level and and uh you know i had some of my fondest memories at the ball field uh, as much as at the hockey rink so i think i, I really believe that my boys are into baseball now so they're they're playing baseball in the summers and it's nice to kind of hang up the skates for a bit and and you know kind of change change speeds a little bit and uh get them doing something else but yeah i i, I really believe that they can do anything they want to do if they want to try something they should they should be able to do that and i think it, it only helps them if they end up being you know in hockey or ball or whatever sport it may be or even in life i think it's sports are uh, a great kind of cornerstone to uh to gaining you know friendships and and learning you know work ethic and and uh you know being an athlete and uh just carries over in anything you want to do in life did you ever seriously consider ball or were you pretty good at it yeah like i honestly it was one of the hardest decisions i had to make looking back on it it was uh obviously i think i made the right one the men's men's softball is not really a, a you know a high paying job so but i i i really enjoyed it as much as or as more more than i did hockey at that time in my life you know it was some of my best friends were were on the ball team and and you know i i looked forward to the transition from hockey and spring hockey into into being in the gym and and transitioning to the field in the summertime and and uh you know, I've I've probably mentioned this many times, but I had one of my best coaches in either hockey or or any sport was my ball coach, and he just taught fundamentals, and he just drilled that into your head and and ground balls and and uh, you know little things that mean so much in in any sport, just the fundamental part of it. And I really 
it really, uh, you know, showed me how to, you know, work and, and make sure you're not taking any days off. And, and uh, you know, those fundamentals are, are something that I really take pride in to this, to this day too. So, Okay, and last one, and I'll kind of come full circle to where we started. As a goaltender, are you superstitious about the word shutout? I, I'm not superstitious at all, to be honest. I don't have any. I have a routine I go through, but I'm not thinking about, you know, there's too many other things to worry about than, uh, than talk. Talk is cheap, so I'm not really that superstitious about it, although I tell my kids not to say it when, uh, when I'm playing. <laughs> All right, that is Mike Smith. Awesome to sit down with him and uh, touch on a few different topics after Oilers practice. So he said he's not superstitious, but he doesn't let his kids say the word shut out. So maybe he's a little bit superstitious. But, uh, you know, Mike Smith, quite a season. I I guess with him, it's going to be how does he finish it? The Oilers are doing better. He's doing better. The team will be in the playoffs, even though, as I was saying, they have not quite clinched yet. And again, that could still take another few games, but but they're going to get there. And uh, maybe this season for Mike Smith is going to be remembered by the, the last few weeks and not the first few weeks of the season. He has the opportunity there. That was uh, really cool to sit down with him today. Hey, I'm happy to hear from you as well. If you want to participate in the program, give me a phone call, 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email insidesports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. You're also going to hear from Woodcroft, Hyman, and Nurse. We got Brad Lauer coming up in about half an hour. The head coach of the Oil Kings, their playoffs start on Wednesday. Lot to talk. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. About fun time of year. Inside Sports on Chet. Snowing, Kellen? It was snowing uh, affirmative. five minutes ago where I am. Yep. It's still snowing at uh, Chad HQ here. As we used to say back in Evansburg growing up, that's gross. Mike Smith joining me in the last segment of the show. Talking about being a hockey dad, his shutout streak, superstition, being an outstanding softball player as a teen growing up in the Kingston area. Leon Dreisaitl commented on Smith's recent resurgence. I think it was obviously a, a tough, tough go for him. You know, um, couldn't couldn't stay healthy. Um, 
Um, it, was, it was little nagging injuries that, that kept him out for a while. Um, and then he got back on a stretch where we played really bad hockey. Uh, and that's it doesn't matter what goalie you have back there. Um, it's, it's not going to matter. So we've been better in front of him. He's been amazing. So has Koski. Uh, the, the, the last couple of months here, they, they've been huge for us. So we, we got a lot of trust in those two. Well, like I've said before, certainly since Woodcroft took over as head coach, and I'll even go back to January 22nd, Tippett's last few games, the goaltending has been a lot better. Not saying it's top-end NHL goaltending, but it's been pretty good. And there have been some nights where it's looked like top-end goaltending, and certainly Smith has looked that way the last couple of games. Head coach Woodcroft was asked about his plans for the goalies here over the last six games. We, we think we have two really good options in net. Both of them have played very well uh, in my experience with both of them um, going back to the 10th of February or so. Uh, we don't plan on riding one one goaltender down the stretch here um, during these last two weeks of the season. We're going to make sure that both of them uh, stay sharp and we're not going to overwork anybody. Well, if you look at the Oilers' upcoming schedule, this is kind of a lull for them, three days between games. Now they're going to go, what do they got here, Wednesday, Friday, matinee on Sunday, and uh, then a Tuesday game, and then next Thursday and Friday. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's an even split or maybe one guy plays four and the other guy plays two. But I would think with the way Smith is playing, coupled with his puck handling ability, he probably has the inside track to start in the postseason. Uh, happy to hear from you as we roll along tonight. Uh, more chat on the Oilers and uh, the Oil Kings start their playoffs on Thursday. Head coach Brad Lauer will check in too. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.